Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. Welcome everyone to Rise Up For You, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. I am your host, Natalina Nasserdine, and the founder of Rise Up For You, and I am thrilled and honored to be here again with you guys. Every Wednesday, we are bringing you top CEOs, executives, leadership mentors around the world to help support you, your team, and the workplace. I'm very, very excited today because we're going to be speaking with Ryan Gottfriedson, and he's actually right here in our backyard in Southern California. And let me tell you, there is a lot of synergy in the work that he does and the work that we're cultivating here with Rise Up For You. He is a cutting-edge mindset author, researcher, and consultant, and he helps improve organizations, leaders, teams, and employees by improving their mindset. And we know now more than ever, mindset is key to sustainable success. I can go on and on about his background. He's a professor at Cal State University of Fullerton. He's worked with a number of top companies, including CVS Health, companies overseas in Germany. And you know what? We're going to jump straight into this podcast episode today with him, and I'm going to let him tell you exactly the great work that he's doing. And we're going to have a great conversation today about leadership, workplace solutions, and how we can support you, your team, and employee engagement. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such an honor to have you here on the Rise Up For You Workplace Solutions Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. So I always love to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guests. So in your own words, brag a little bit and tell us about yourself and the great work that you do. Well, I'm a leadership professor at Cal State Fullerton, and then I'm also a leadership consultant. So I work with organizations to develop their leaders, and I primarily focus on mindsets. In fact, I've just uh, written a book, and it just came out. It's called Success Mindsets, and it's been really catching fire. In fact, we recently hit the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller list. Wow, congratulations. Well, as I was saying before we got on air, that I'm very, very excited to talk with you because we have a lot of synergy in the work that we do. And Definitely at Rise Up For You, we cultivate soft skills, which all has to do with, as you know, the mind. So this topic is so important. And the more people that we have out there cultivating these success habits, which really starts with us and our mindset and how we think, the better. So let's dive into mindset, okay? You know, one of the things that we really cultivate is emotional and social intelligence. Now, not a lot of people really know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to throw this over to you as the expert, and let's talk about this. You know, why is it so important to cultivate these set of skills? Well, if we don't cultivate them, it's going to wreak havoc on whatever goals that we are seeking. Yeah. And the, the thing that's really interesting about this is that 90% of our thinking, feeling, judging, and acting is driven by our non-conscious automatic processing. So almost everything that we do is because of non-conscious aspects about ourselves. Yes. And if we cannot become aware of those things, then we will essentially be the passenger of our life instead of the driver. 
And the good thing, good news is that we can become conscious of these things that are driving our lives. And when we do, it empowers us to make the changes needed to be able to navigate the world more effectively. Absolutely. And so what I hear you talking about is a very important aspect, which is growth mindset, right? And so it's recognizing that we don't have this fixed state of learning and that we can become more self-aware. We can develop these habits. So for somebody that, again, it's this unconsciousness, right? These, these patterns that they have that are blind spots. They don't even know that they have them. We always get this question of, well, if I don't know I have them, where do I start? <laughs> right? So what is your take on that or some tools or strategies you can give us? Yeah, let me let me give you two things. One of the so I of course I focus on mindsets, our mindsets being our mental lenses that shape how we see the world. And many of us just aren't conscious, one, how we see the world, and two, if there's better ways to see the world. Mm-hmm. So for example, we get I ask people, how do you see challenges and failure? Do you see those as things to avoid or do you see them as opportunities to learn and grow? What about disagreement? Do you see that as something to avoid or do you see that as something to learn from? So depending upon how we see these things shapes how we think, how we learn and how we behave. And, And so we just need to awaken to these things. So one thing that I've developed is a personal mindset assessment. It's it's free. It's on my website at ryangofferton.com. It's a 20-question assumption uh, assessment that is designed to help people awaken to their mindsets. And you can get individualized and comprehensive report that shows you exactly where you're, the quality of your mindsets compared to about 10,000 other people who have taken the assessment. So it's giving us some really objective feedback about our mindsets. And so that's surely one thing that we do. And the next thing... That, that we can do is if we could just ask ourselves some pointed questions, I think that we could also get there on our own. So do you care if we walk through just a few questions really quick? Let's do it. Why not? All right. Uh, <laughs> can I use you as a guinea pig? Sure. Right. Okay. Growth mindset. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So give me a, a goal or that you want to accomplish something that would better your life that you're just not quite there yet. If I'm a genie, what's a wish that I could grant for you? Okay. Good question. So um, my book is supposed to launch in August. So I would say that, that my goal, my, my near goal is that by August, having that set and ready to go to launch it effectively. Okay, great. Uh, And so what are you currently doing or not doing that is preventing you from reaching that goal? What am I currently doing or not doing? I'm not putting as much time right now as I want to, to make sure that I hit that goal. So I've put a lot of time in already, but I know that now there needs to be more time. (laughs) I I feel your pain for sure. So why, why aren't you putting, so this is, those, this question number two, question number three is why aren't you putting more time into your book? Okay, so if I'm having a real conversation with myself, I'll say that other things have taken lead and priority. Uh-huh. And, and so let's dive into that idea just a little bit deeper. So other things have taken priority. Um, maybe give me an example of, of one or two things that maybe have taken priority. Uh, so current clients, right? Clients, uh-huh. relationships, and continuing to develop and build the company since I, I'm the founder of Rise It For You. So I would say right now that client relationships, fostering that, um, continuing to build the company are really the top two things in the moment. Okay. So can you identify any fears 
that are associated with these tasks that you are doing? So I would say that the fear is that if I don't do them, then there could potentially be financial loss, right? The business can go under, it cannot develop. I mean, so those are the effects or the consequences of not proactively working with your clients and, and building your business and strategy. Yeah, good. So what we're just in terms of what we've talked about is we've identified some fears. These are very justifiable fears, right? We don't want our business to go under and we don't want to lose our clients and we want to serve them to the best way possible. Correct. And so because of these fears, you have also developed some commitments, some commitments to keep the business running, some commitments to meet the needs of your customers. Um, and, and so those are some really good commitments. And those same commitments are what's holding you back from reaching your goal of finishing your book. Yes. And so when we identify these underlying fears and commitments, now we're, we have a better sense of what's going on underneath the surface. And, and to push it even further, we can identify some assumptions that may be holding us back. So one of the assumptions might be if I, if I stop putting as much time towards my clients and my business, that I will sever these relationships or that my business will not head in a kind of a, a productive future towards a productive future. But, and that makes sense, but it's also unproven assumptions. Correct. Because we don't know for sure that that's going to happen. Right. And so once we start, and so it, when we go through this process of starting to awaken to our fears and our commitments and our assumptions that underlie our doings and our not doings that are preventing us from reaching our goal, now we're, now hopefully just through this exercise, it's just there's some little light bulbs going off that say, look, there's aspects about me that's preventing me from where I want to go. And until we address those things, then we're never going to get there. Yeah. And so that that's another exercise. So address them or manage them. Yeah, absolutely. Or manage them, right? I mean, just so you're saying, yeah. you know, like I'm hearing myself say this and I'm like, oh, come on, I could set some time. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. But like, as you have that conversation and, and, you know, I, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? And this is that accurate self-assessment, right, up to ourselves. And you mentioned this about the assessment that you have on your website is that, you know, a lot of times we're not attuned to how we're behaving and how we're thinking, right? And we don't even know how we're showing up. And so getting at that first step of growth is really sometimes getting an outsider's perception, right? Or multiple people to say, to, to really do that balance, right? And to say hey, this is what I think about myself, right? These are the things that I think and the beliefs that I have. Now, how are others receiving me and perceiving me, right? And and yeah. that could be very, you know, that could be very eye-opening for a lot of people in building that self-awareness. And so I, mean, I think this is a great technique and tool. And a lot of people need that accountability of someone just asking those right questions. So if you had like a couple questions that you would say, write down right now and ask yourself, you know, maybe if they don't have a coach at home or they don't have, you know, someone that can develop them, you know, in their house or their coach or at their company, what would that be? A couple of questions they can ask themselves. Yeah. And it's just really those three questions. And let me give you another example to kind of walk it, walk us through again. And so I have a daughter who's now eight, but when she was six, she came to me and she said, I want to learn how to ice skate. And I said, okay, well, before you sign, we sign you up with lessons, let's take you over to the ice skating rink. Let's try it out and see if it's something that you want to do. And so this was her first time ever ice skating. So she's 
kind of awkward on these skates that she's never worn. And we put her on the ice, which is this very slippery, cold and hard surface. And this is scary for a six-year-old. Yeah. And for the next hour and a half, I, we essentially just shuffled around the ice and she's just hugging the wall and will not let go of the wall. And over the course of that hour and a half, we probably only got around the rink twice. And so if we look at this situation and the first question is, is what goal do you want to accomplish? So my daughter, she says, I want to learn how to ice skate. Then the second question is, what are you doing or not doing that's preventing that? So she's hugging the wall and she's not taking risks. And then we ask, why are you hugging the wall and not taking risks? Well, I'm afraid of falling and I'm afraid of hurting myself. So those, those fears are very justifiable, which leads to the commitment. So we got to identify the fears, then we identify the commitment. The commitment is to stay safe. So, and, and then now once we recognize this, we are able to stay back or, or step back and be able to see this commitment of staying safe is the thing that is preventing her from reaching her goal. Yes. And until she can address that, and, and so what I do in my work is we now connect that commitment to an underlying mindset. So in this case, she's got a prevention mindset. She's more focused on not failing than she is on winning. And if we can move from a prevention mindset to a promotion mindset, then she'll be able to blast through these limiting self-beliefs and blocks that are holding her from the goal she, that she wants to obtain. Yeah. I, and then this is the first step, right? Which is so important. And so one of my questions that I always love to have the conversation about, because it's really, really important is self-awareness, right? So everything that you're walking us through and understanding my thoughts, my beliefs, why I have them, what I'm committed to. But then on the flip side is now the management part of it, right? Which is more of the yep. motivation. So, and I think this is what makes people more successful than others, right? If we were to gauge it is that an individual that's successful, they're self-aware in some capacity, but they also know how to manage that self-awareness. So uh -huh. it's like, I know ice cream is not good for me. It's going to hurt my stomach. Therefore, I don't eat the ice cream, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you have the other person that's aware and says, I know ice cream is not good to me, good for me. It hurts my stomach, but I'm just going to eat it anyways, right? And so where is that line and how do we move past that understanding that we need to move forward. We need to take a risk. We need to have failure in order to succeed. We understand that, right? And this is the hard part about soft skills that you and I, it's like we comprehend it, but now the implementation of doing it is a whole different ball game. Yeah. And you're, yeah, you're so right. And I think one of the things that we need to focus on is what is our goal? What are we obtaining? Because there's certain things that are going to be better when we focus on habits and there's other things that are going to be a little bit better when we focus on mindsets. And, and not that those are completely separate, but, but there's some things that are, are like, let's just say eating healthier. Like there probably is a mindset that underlies that, that we need to address, but also at the same time, it, it's, it's habits as much as anything. Because if I go to the store and I buy candy, well, I can't let it sit on this, uh, uh, in my cupboard without me eating it. So one of the things I need to change is I need to stop buying things that are bad for me, right? So that's more of a habit thing than maybe a mindset thing. But when we focus on, and let me give you a personal example, is when, so I, I graduated with my PhD from Indiana University in 2014, and I came over to Cal State Fullerton and was there for two years. 
And then I took a one-year leave of absence to do some consulting work with Gallup. And then after that one year, I came back to Cal State Fullerton. And part of the reason for these transitions was I was, I was in a place of frustration. And part of my frustration was, I just don't feel like my career is headed in the direction that I wanted it to go. But yet, at the same time, I felt like I was really busting my butt. And, and I, I imagine most people can relate to this, where you feel like you're busting your butt and you're just not getting, making the progress that you wanted. And so what you try to do and what I tried to do is I tried to change my external world, right? Yeah. I got a new job. I, and, and that's natural. But then what I learned through this process is, well, if I'm having frustrations at multiple jobs, maybe the problem isn't the job, it's the person in the job. And, and so that's when I really had to awaken. And so when I tra- transitioned back to Cal State Fullerton, that's when I started to dive into mindsets really deeply. And one of the <clears throat> mindsets that I had was this prevention mindset. So historically, I, I just was scared of debt because to me, that was really risky, really yeah. scary. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur because that was also very risky, but then what I realized is that my focus on avoiding risks was the same thing that was preventing me from reaching my goals. And when I, when I realized that, and I think that we both share, probably share a connection. Uh, do you know Charles Antis? I do. Okay. Yes. So you know, he's this very charismatic leader here in Orange County. He hands me this book. I have that one too. <laughs> and he, he may have handed it to you. And he said, this book is going to change your life. And I said, like, I'm very gracious when he gives it to me, but in my mind, I'm thinking, there is no way in hell that I am journaling. Um, but then I take it home and I open up and it comes to find out, okay, it's, it's only five minutes in the morning and you're answering three questions or yeah, three questions, three things that you're grateful for, three things that would make today amazing, and then some self-affirmations. And so I said, I'll give myself two weeks of doing this. And, and if I, there's benefits, great, I'll keep doing it. If not, I'll just toss it in the trash, no harm done. So I started to doing, doing it, and I very quickly realized that it was shifting my mindsets. That, that question of what, what are three things that would make today amazing started to build a fire within me. How do I make today better than yesterday? How do I make this week better than last week? How do I make this month better than last month? And, and what this was doing is was shifting my mindset from a prevention mindset to a promotion mindset. And from doing that, that's what led me to say, screw it. I'm starting my own business. I'm writing a book and, and I'm getting out there. Like if I had not done that foundational mindset work, then ultimately we wouldn't be having this conversation. And so yeah. for me, that was my, that's been part of my personal experience is shifting my mindsets and how I've seen what follows when we shift our mindsets is improved thinking, improved behavior and improved success. And that's something that I'm starting to see, which is really yeah. And I think that you, 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 you hit the nail on the head and it's, you know, a lot of it is consumption too. And what we put our energy into, right. And so you took the time to write this journal, which is now getting your mind to think on a different level. What are you grateful for? Now we're developing new thoughts, right? Like you said, a new mindset and that cultivates into our habits, into our success and our goals. And, you know, I think that this is such a key factor because a lot of times people will say they want a different mindset. They want to shift their mind. They want to be more positive. They want A, B, C, and D. 
but they're still consuming, right? Or they're in an environment or an industry or whatever you want to call it that's not healthy, that's actually taking them backwards mentally, right? Yeah. And it could be in many ways, whether it triggers them, whether they're surrounded by people that don't serve them positively. It could be a number of things, but you clearly took an action step, right? To open your mind and say, let's talk gratitude for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let, let's play this out even more. I'm going to give you four desires and, and I want you to tell me if you think that people in general think that these are good desires to have. Okay. 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 So there's the desire to look good, okay. the desire to be right, the desire to avoid problems and the desire to get ahead. That never happens. <laughs> yeah, ne- never, right? Ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't, don't you feel like our society incentivizes this to, to look good, be right, avoid problems and get ahead. But here, I mean, and the reason why these seem good is because who wants to look bad, be wrong, have problems and get passed up? Well, nobody, but we've got to look at where are these desires focused? They're focused on ourselves. And, and this is this component going back to emotional intelligence because emotional intelligence is about understanding ourselves and also understanding others. others yeah. And when we are so focused on ourselves with these <laughs> desires, we lack that ability to understand the impact that we're having on those around us. And so these four desires are associated with, with the four negative mindsets that I focus on. And these I focus on four sets that range on a continuum from negative to positive. And what we oftentimes just don't recognize is not that we're purposely saying we want to have these desires that have, while seem right, have negative consequences. We just don't always understand what some higher order desires to have. So instead of having the desire to look good, we should have the desire to learn and grow. And that's that growth mindset. Instead of having a desire to be right, we should have a desire to find truth and think optimally. And that's an open mindset. Instead of a desire of avoiding problems, we should have a desire to reach goals. And that's the promotion mindset that we've been talking about. Instead of a desire to get ahead, we should have a desire to lift others. And that's an outward mindset. And and so one of the things that you touched on that I loved was sometimes our cultures incentivize us to have these negative mindsets. They're because they're in an unsafe environment, it's it's causing us to be this turtle that's kind of pulling our head back into yes. our shell uh, shells. And really, as we make these shifts from these negative desires and mindsets to the positive ones, what we're doing is we're moving from self-protection mode to contribution mode or organization advance mode. And if we could just become aware of this, not only are we improving our self-awareness, but in the process, we'll also improve our other awareness, the, these two main components of emotional intelligence. Yeah. And I think you, I mean, you really said it beautifully. And, and honestly, this interview is perfect timing with everything that's happening right now in the world is, you know, a lot of it can be culturally driven, right? We, we live in an economy that's very competitive, right? And, and we're known for that. And, and also a lot of consumption, right? And when you, it goes back to those four, you know, questions that you said are the wants and needs or the desires. When you have that competitiveness and you have that need of consumption, then it really deters from all the internal things that are needed to enhance, right? Your success and the mindset that we're talking about. And I think that today people are in this moment. I think people are getting a glimpse of that. They're like, well, I'm not in the workspace right now. 
It doesn't matter what my social reputation is. It doesn't matter how much money I have. It doesn't matter what I look like because I'm in the house. <laughs> and so we really have to go inward and start to cultivate these, these best practices for the mind, right? And so that we can develop success. So this is a really, really great time to have this, this interview and this podcast that can serve and hopefully help the community. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and just have some fun. So a couple quick questions, like the rapid questions, but... I like to start with always asking, since we are the Workplace Solution Series, you know, if you can just wave a magic wand and change one thing right now in the workplace, what would that be? Yeah, it, I think that most cultural development and employee and leadership development practices is they're generally good. But I also think that most of them are overlooking mindsets and our mindsets are foundational to everything that we do. So I think we just need to add that to the equation. In fact, I just collected some data on this and I'm going to be putting together a report. What I found is that of about 150 organizations that I surveyed, 12% focused on mindsets in their leadership development efforts. Uh And when, and as a, as a group, only 33% of these uh, 152 organizations felt like their leadership development programs actually did a good job of developing their leaders. So 33% as a whole. Well, the group, the organizations that focused on mindsets, 66% of them said that their leadership development efforts were effectively developing their leaders. So it was if they're focused on mindsets, they're doubling the effectiveness of their leadership development program. So that's an example of the power of bringing mindsets into the equation. Absolutely. And I'm not going to argue with that because you're speaking our language here. So I love that. (laughs) Now, if you were to leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget. What would that final message be? Oh, there's so many good ones. in the same vein as success starts with our mindsets and because that's the foundation of everything that we do. And so if, if, if people can just, instead of focusing on behaviors, which is naturally where we want to go to improve our success, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need, well, becoming successful isn't about doing things. It's about being something. And so if we could change our focus away from doing and towards being the doing will take care of itself but we'll be doing it for the right reasons. Absolutely. And before we jump into our final question, I want to take the opportunity because I know you're doing some great work. You just released your book. Tell us how we can get connected, how we can learn more, where we can find your book before we jump into that last power question. No, thank you. So my website is the best place, ryangotfordson.com. There you'll find the free mindset assessment. Also, if you go through my website to buy the book, then uh, which will take you to any of your favorite online retailers, but you'll get a bunch of freebies. For example, if you buy the book, you'll get the audio book for free. So website is the best place. And then second best place is to connect with me on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor. And last and final question, as you know, we're Rise Up For You, that's the company. So what comes to mind specifically for you when you hear this phrase or think of Rise Up For You? Well, I, I look at that through my lens, and that is one of the things that we've talked about is if we can visualize a pyramid in front of us, and at the top is success, that's what we want. The next layer down that drives our success is our behaviors. The next layer down below that that drives our behaviors are thinking, and the layer below that that drives our thinking is our mindsets. 
So for me, when you say rise up for you, is for us to rise up, we've, we've got to start at that bottom and rise up ourselves. So if we, can, if we can focus on improving our mindsets, then we'll improve our thinking, our behavior, and our success. Absolutely. I love that. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, another great episode, another great guest, and thank you so much for joining us today because we cannot do this without you and your support. If you haven't already, make sure that you head over to riseupforyou.com and learn more about us if you're new to this podcast, if you're new to Rise Up For You. Our whole focus is to enhance company culture and develop professionals like yourself through soft skills development really bringing to the workforce, really bringing into your life the essential skills that make or break our success, whether it's a company, a community, or an individual. Rise up for you. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you next time.